It's hard to believe that we're in 2022, isn't it? But here we are. And as, as I was reflecting back, preparing for this message, we've experienced some really significant losses this year. Precious lives that were lost and other things that are very dear to us as people in this country. And as I was praying through this and working through this, the Lord birthed this message in my heart, and I wanna say two things about it. One, at the end of this message, we're going to have a very special time of prayer. The Lord had asked me to ask Sister Watson if she would be gracious enough to say a prayer of blessing over each individual that was here this morning. And she graciously agreed to do that. And we're going to have that time of prayer at the end of this message. But the next thing I want to say about it before we get into it is, before we ask the Lord for blessing, we must hear this word. We must hear this message and follow it before we ask for blessing. And with that, I'm going to get into the message. The Bible is very, very clear that all of God's blessings, including the gift of salvation, are conditional. If we meet the condition, then we are entitled to receive the corresponding blessing. But if we don't meet the condition, not only will we miss the blessing itself, but we might find a curse attached to the disobedience. Deuteronomy 27 tells us about the many curses that God had established for the transgressions against the laws that he had established and that Israel was to follow. Specifically, God said these words in Leviticus 26, 14 through 16. But if you will not listen to me, and you will not do all of these commandments, if you spurn my statutes, and if your soul abhors my rules, so that you will not do all my commandments, but you break my covenant, then I will do this to you. I will visit you with panic with wasting disease and fever that consumes the eyes and makes the heart ache. And you shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. But then, conversely, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, we read the words of the wonderful blessings that we have in store for those who would keep the statutes of God. In the, in the bellwether chapter of all blessings, Psalm 91, it's only he who chooses to dwell in or make his habitation in the secret place of the Most High who are the protected and shadowed under the wings of the Almighty. So we can surely see that number one, God meant business, and number two, that between the two, blessing is certainly better, but the blessings come with conditions. 
Jesus told us that he came to fulfill the prophetic aspects of the Mosaic law through his death, burial, and triumphant resurrection. But there remains under the new covenant certain laws of blessings and curses, which are almost all inwardly focused now, where a man must open his heart for examination before his God, rather than following a certain list of rules and regulations as the Israelites were required to do. But they are conditions nonetheless. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus tells us exactly who will be blessed. Go there and read it if you haven't read it in a long time. <clears throat> These conditions are so clear that we learned them as a child, call the Beatitudes. And these conditions are not born of works as some of the Mosaic laws were. No, but they are much harder and they go much deeper into the relationship with God and others as well as obedience. Because now the blessings under the new covenant pertain to the conditions of the heart and the spirit within us. Matthew 5.3 says that the man who is blessed will be poor in spirit and his reward is the kingdom of heaven. Isaiah 66, 1 and 2 tells us, Thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you built me and where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand has made, said the Lord, and all those things exist because of me. But on this one, or this person, will I look, upon him who is poor and of a contrite spirit, and who, re who trembles at my word. But on this one will I look, on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit, and who trembles at my word. We're not talking here about financially poor, of course, but as Matthew said, poor in spirit or humble of heart. I had to ask my question, Lord, that asked myself the question, Lord, how do I measure up? Jesus gave this example in Luke 18, 13, and 14. It says, and the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise up his eyes to heaven but he smote his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus said, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. So we know that God isn't interested in our social status, our economic standing, or whose rules we keep. He looks to bless those who have a humble heart. Isaiah 57 says, For thus says the high and lofty one, this is God, who inhabits, inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. He says, 
I dwell in the high and holy place with whom has with him who has a contrite and a humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. So it's not a matter that God wants to keep us beaten down or that we should remain lowly and humble and you know poor of spirit in all aspects of life, for he's there to revive the heart of the humble and the contrite ones. I thank the Lord for, for that. There's a bit of a quandary that I've been seeking the Lord about. This is, I'm being very honest and open with you this morning. Which is right. As followers of God, we read and we hear that we should rule the spirit world as overcoming believers that we should have all spiritual things at our command and in our control, that we should have such authority as believers in God, that the spirits obey us, sickness obeys us, governments obey us, because after all, all these things are promised in the word. Maybe I'm only talking to myself this morning but you might be asking too, how do these blessings apply? How do they apply to the believer who struggles, who is downcast, who is lowly in heart and contrite of spirit, who's going through things that are unspeakably hard? How do these things correlate The word of God says in Deuteronomy 8, 2 and 3. It's a bit of a hard word this morning. And you shall remember this, that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years through the wilderness to humble you and to test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep my commandments or not. So yes, I humbled you. I allowed you to hunger, but I fed you with manna that not even your forefathers knew anything about, so that I, may, so that I might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man should live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Maybe we are like the children of Israel, and God is testing us. He's proving what's in our hearts before he pours out blessings. I do believe with all of my heart that God wants us to have his blessings, to be rich in his blessings. But there are costly conditions. In James 4, 
6 through 10, he tells us this. But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So when you are down, when you're being tested, and when things are hard, and you don't understand, how can I be a, a believer, and how can I control the world, so to speak, in spiritual matters, and yet you're not? God gives grace. It's the best we have, the grace of God. It's all we have. And he says, therefore submit yourselves to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw yourself near to God and he will draw near to you. But cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. There can't be any room for sin. He goes on to say, lament and mourn and weep over this and let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. It's not a place to be forever. It's not a place to dwell in to be low and down and despondent because he gives more grace and he will lift us up. Jesus said in Revelation, and I'm getting ready to close in just a few minutes. Jesus said, because you say, I am rich, I've become wealthy, and I have need of nothing but you don't know that you're wretched inside. You're miserable and you're poor and you're blind and you're naked. But I counsel thee to buy gold of me refined in the fire. It might be the fire of testing and proving so that we may be rich in the blessings of God. And wear those white garments, that we may be clothed and that the shame of our nakedness may not be revealed and that his blood covers all our sin and purifies our hearts. So anoint your eyes with eye salves, he goes on, the eye salve of the Holy Spirit, so that you may see. I hope this is making some sense today because how we need the blessings of God. We desperately need them in 2022, and we're going to pray for that shortly. But first, I feel like we need to take a moment and literally humble ourselves. Open up our hearts and let the Lord see in and our spirit so that he can revive us. Because as he said in Matthew 5, if we will do this, the kingdom of heaven, here and now and eternity forever, will be our blessing. Will you stand? 
Sister Watson, you can begin to get ready because I'll, we're going to pray a quick prayer and then, then I'll turn it over to you. Father, I'm so moved today by this word of caution and reminder that the cost of receiving your blessings, Lord, is humility of heart and contriteness of spirit. And Father, I'm so thankful that you provided the grace for us, Lord, when we are in this condition, because it can hurt to be tested and proved. And Lord, help us take the stance of the tax collector and say, oh, I shouldn't even lift my eyes up, Lord. I'm undone before you, Lord, but cleanse my heart and my spirit. We can't ask him to do this without opening the doors. You know, you can be a Christian and keep the doors to your heart closed that God can't do anything with until you say, Lord, I tried to do this on my own, but it's better if I say, oh God, this is a problem in me. Take it out, make it to your glory and let him work his miraculous work in our lives. Father, we just thank you this morning that you provided the grace you provided the blood, O oh God, to cleanse our hearts and purify from sin. And we humble ourselves right now before you, O oh God, and ask that you do that. And if there's anybody listening or watching who doesn't know the Lord Jesus is your Savior, you can ask him to. You can ask him to cleanse your heart of all sin. Take away all of your past and fill you with him. Fill you with him and fill you with his blessings and his grace and his spirit. And he will do this for his word says that he hears this prayer from all who ask him. Oh, Father, we thank you for meeting with us this morning. We don't have all the answers, Lord, but what we have is your word, and your word says you give more grace, and we claim that grace this morning, Lord Jesus, in your precious name. And Sister Watson has asked that you remain in your seat. She wants to come to you to pray, so if you'll just give us a few minutes, we will do that. We come to you this morning in the precious name of Jesus. Father God, Debbie's doing the job that she hasn't been trained for. She's relying strictly on you. And I ask your richest blessing in the Shekinah glory of God to be with her at all times. Strengthen her, Father. Jesus. Encourage her and use her. Yes. We thank you and we praise thank you in Jesus. Jesus' name. Thank Bless her, Lord. Yes, Lord. Praise Jesus. God. Amen. Praise God. <clears throat> and Father God, I bring Becky before you this morning in the name of Jesus.
asking you, Father God, to lead her, to guide her in the way you'd have her go. Bless her and use her, Father. Strengthen her in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. It says in Acts 4, 12, 12, there's no other name given under heaven whereby men might be saved. It's strictly Jesus and what he did at the cross. Do you know what he bought at the cross for you? He bought your salvation, your sanctification, your justification, and your righteousness. That's all free. The price has already been paid, the whole price. And your name is on it. All you have to do is go to Jesus in the name of Jesus and ask the Father. And he says, I will hear you. I will be with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And we can, we can absolutely, that's in the bank. It's ours. We don't have to beg. Just ask. In Jesus' name, praise God. We praise you, Lord. Oh, Glory, 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 glory. Oh, Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise your name, Lord. Praise your name, Lord. My daughter, you will know when you get to my presence. You will know the hearts and the lives that you've touched. You will see the many, many hands that you've lifted up in prayer and in duty and in service quietly beside your husband and beside me as I've led you through these years. You will see those. They will come to you and they will say, I'm here because you led me to the Lord. I'm here because you strengthened me in a weak time in my life. Daughter, you will see it with your eyes. I promise you in the name of Jesus, you will see it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise Hallelujah. God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Yes, Praise God. We are all benefactors, Lord, Praise of this God. precious lady, and I pray, Praise oh God, God, for an infusion yes. of strength, yes. an infusion God. of power in the Holy Ghost, for nothing compares, Praise nothing God. compares with that in our lives. Strengthen the spirit, Lord, we oh. ask in your precious name. Yes, and we thank you for giving her strength today praise to do this God. wonderful work in our midst. Praise and Father, God. we just praise your name. Praise Lord, we God. know that we are all Christians and believers here this morning. There's no doubt. But we also know, Lord, that we can sometimes become complacent. Yes. And we yes. just need to remember to ask, Lord, 
for your forgiveness. Ask, Lord, that we can be clean and pure before you so that we can receive the outpouring of your blessings. And we pray this year, Lord, that we will see definite works of your hand in our midst, Lord, that we can come together and we can say, oh, the Lord has done this. And we proclaim it now in your precious, precious name. Oh, yes, amen Father. Amen and amen. Yes, Father. We like thank this you, year, Father. Thank you, Father. Like this year, a very thank good you, year, Jesus. Father God. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I ask it. Praise God. Praise God.